Hey, what it do, what it is, what it does. You are now tuned in to another episode of Not Politically Correct. What it do, baby? Hey, you know what the fuck going down. It's your boy, Real McCoy, a.k.a. Mr. What It Do, a.k.a. Young Splash God, a.k.a. No Cap Charlie, a.k.a. Smooth Job Johnny, a.k.a. Ducked Up Danny, a.k.a. Hallway Jones, because... Your bitch might make me a ringtone! Alright, what the fuck going on? (laughs) Cody. Uh, that's you. Cody, the white guy. <laughs> and Wait, why is now, he staring at me? <laughs> See, Cody, aka Brody, aka Ghost, aka nickname Nathaniel, aka embellishing Emily, aka fucking Navajojo, aka fucking Ben Homo, Ben Jojo, <laughs> Navajo. I get the J on Navajo is. I'm not a ho ho. You're a ho ass ho though. Right. Homie, don't play that. Look at me. <laughs> Please finish your intros. <laughs> you record on everything. Alright. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Cody's been drinking. I just want y'all to know. What? Hi hat splash. What? <laughs> what? This is Russ Barman. Jesus. AKA Teddy Russ. AKA Smooth Fingers. AKA Kid Universal. AKA Gentleman R. AKA Rust the Bus. As you all know, we have a page on Facebook that you can uh, be a part of a Facebook group at Not Politically Correct Podcast. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at Not PC Podcast. You can also <clears throat> like our Facebook page at NPC uh, Podcast. And we are now on iTunes. We are now on fucking SoundCloud. We are now on fucking uh, podcast app on for you iPhone users because you know how we get down. We ball to we ball. You dig what I'm talking about? Find us though at not politically not politically correct podcast. Uh, no cap. Negative cap. We actually <laughs> negative sixteen cap at this point. Uncapped. Right on what though? Cap is off. Like um, at Bayshore now, there is not a lids. <clears throat> no <Wow>. cap. <laughs> this man. No caps. So as you notice, as you notice today, we are without our most favorite Asian son of a bitch. Hello. Hello. <laughs> T.S. is Shin not. Shushy. T.S. A.K.A. C. Nova. You know he don't got nobody. Uh, <laughs> sorry, he ain't got you. Right. He ain't got us. Right. He is actually out. T.S. Sorry, we ain't got you. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Um, that's the Asian eating. version of the uh, banjo that you play. It's He's like, out <laughs> fighting fish trying to get the biggest bug. Right. music having ass nigga. Oh, my God. Um, So, he's out fishing. Literally fishing. Literally skip the podcast to fish. If this nigga don't come back with enough fucking fish to feed the entire village. <laughs> and cook it. Don't eat it raw. Oh, hidden right. leaf village. And we don't mean sushi, bitch. <laughs> These scales are delectable. Right. I would like your black side to come out a little bit. Bring your ass, Naruto. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Sasuke. <looking laughs> um, but yeah, no. He's out today, so we're going to be making fun of him all episode. Like mm-hmm. I like. I feel like I want to rip Cody a little bit mm-hmm. with his bum ass. He wasn't here last week. But it was his birthday. So that's that dumbass. Cody a- a.k.a. Some of the lights. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this nigga looks like a skinny ass Brock Lesnar and shit. <laughs> um, that guy's an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> that I, guy's an idiot. It takes one to know one looking ass. Get you no, I, I know myself. Cody, not Brock Lesnar. He would kick my ass. Right. Um, so, <laughs> sports, Cody. Fuck Brock Lesnar. Uh, wait. <laughs> no. Um, so first, um, Odell Beckham Jr. He was quoted saying about uh, the Giants trading him to Cleveland. This wasn't no business move. This was personal. They thought they'd send me here to die. Mm. What do you guys think about that? 
I think, <clears throat> you know, to be quite honest, they might have thought that because think, let's, let's be real. They sent them to the Cleveland Oranges, right? Exactly. <laughs> let's talk about that for a second. You guys got your colors wrong. They could have went them. They so, could have put them to the Niners. They could have put them. There's a few different options, but they decided. But there's no. There's no. You know, the you team know. that in past like three or four years had like two or three wins. Exact. You know. You know. We all know. Listen. I don't know if there's any other sports league know, where you know. Now you know. I don't think there's any other sports league where you know a team is trash. You just look at a team, you just know they're trash. Cleveland Browns have been very garbage for us. And the Ronda Rouseys. Right, exactly. Like, I'm just kidding. Yeah. So, Cleveland Brown, the Cleveland Browns have never been anything to like, yeah, not for smile a couple, about. A couple like, of decades. Right. And so, think about it. He's just, I mean, I think it is some truth to that. They thought they would send me here to die, but yeah. then the team. But but according to Cody, our sports guy, that team is going to look really good come in the upcoming season, right? They got they're stacking up the roster, and this is what I think. Um, so for him to think that, he's definitely got a huge chip on his shoulder, right? Mm. I feel like he's gonna. It's not just gonna be he is the team, but I feel like he's gonna try probably like harder than he's ever before, at least like his rookie career, because that's when you want to make your biggest move, you know? Right. Yeah. To yeah. make this like. Oh, nah, I'm going to show you, like, you think you're going to, no, like, this is what you missed out on. Yep. Right, right. Yep. And he only been, Odell only been in the league, what, like, four or five years? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so, <coughs> hey, man, if that's what they wanted to do. Yeah, I was going to say, the only other great Cleveland Brown that I remember in history is Jim Brown, and that's, God, how long ago was that that he played? Shit, was that uh, 1957 to 65? Wow, mm. that's the last one you remember. That's like the beginning of the fucking Cleveland Browns. Like, <laughs> I mean, they were. Right. I remember players, but nothing to be noteworthy of. Right, because he was a Hall of Famer. Damn, that's pretty sad. Every team I feel like every team I feel like has almost had at least two. At least I feel like every decade. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm overthinking it. But I feel like each team has had at least two Hall of Famers per decade since the '60s. Hmm. Each each team. You see? Okay. What was the? Uh... I we don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. I just I'm. No, I'm, I was I'm... gonna be really dumb and be like, "Hey, this decade, Houston Oilers." <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> Sammy Sosa? Like, no, I don't know. Like, or 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 at least candidates. If, if right. Exactly. No, People that, I feel like each team has been good enough. No, you guys at, are right. Yeah. At some point in every decade, to have at least. Two, one solid person. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, that's a definitely Hall of Famer, and they yes, turn out. Yes, to you're be. gonna go. He and might like they should be right. Like we'll he might see. not. He might not have retired with that team or ended with that team. But I feel like each team has held somebody at some point in the la- in the like last three decades since the '60s. Every team has had at least one. At least we, I only, I'll take back two. Every team, at least once a decade since the '60s, had to have a Hall of Famer. Mm. I'll, even, I'll take away the two. I say one. Every team that's solidified has had a Hall of Famer play on their team at least once each decade. Even if he moved, even if he was there for a year, he moved around. Mm-hmm. They held the Hall of Famer at some point. And I think that that kind of um, even with the whole movie thing, that that builds the character, that builds the the skill set for that right uh, that particular individual, mm-hmm. um, the team in general, but especially for that particular individual, um, going to different teams, experiencing different uh, types of offense. Even though they have like the same overall general playbook, um, but there are still specific things to each offense that and defense that caters to that or 
builds that particular player up. Definitely. So, I don't know. I just feel like I feel like like what you said. He has a chip on his shoulder. He's gonna have a chip on his shoulder now to play even better. And now he's gonna have a squad of people. You know, like you said, they're stacking up their roster. Mm-hmm. He's gonna have a squad of people on offense and on defense mm-hmm. that want some of the same shit. Everybody who goes to the Cleveland Browns probably like, what the fuck? I end up here. Yeah. But you, if you get a bunch of superstars in the, you know, in one era, a bunch of really good players with something to prove in one area, that that's how franchises happen. Look at Golden State. Golden State wasn't when they, you know, there when, ain't nobody till since like the eighties, like some partly nineties, but now they're definitely. I mean, they were in the past five championships. Yeah. They, they, had people, they had people in the 2000s. They had people in the 90s. They, they had, had people. Baron, I mean, Baron, like so Baron Davis. and There's uh, bodies in a cemetery. It doesn't mean it's going to do anything. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like... Oh, shout out Baron Davis, though. But but that's what I'm saying. Like, Golden State, those those particular... Like, we love them now. Hmm. But those particular people were never uh, put together. We wouldn't have thought that they were going to be what they were. Hmm. Jermon Green, uh... uh, uh Steph Curry, Curry uh, uh, Clay, Clay Thompson. You didn't like they're amazing players now, mm-hmm. and what they did the last in, in this past decade, amazing. But let's be real: did when they first got together, nobody assumed that that it's not like when you when you put when you put all the people on the Lakers in the in the top of the two thousands and you had like Gary Payton and Karl Malone and you just Ooh. thought you were like, oh, Damn, this. Man. Fucking superstar team is gonna be great, and then they lost to fucking um, Detroit. But you, but you, <laughs> the bad boy Piston team. You just ass- you assumed they were gonna be great when they put together the Warriors in the late 2000, early 20, uh, 2010s. When that was coming together to what it became, nobody assumed they were gonna be this great. You know what I mean? And the, so the, the thing I, is, they people that are getting all. It's like oh, name a, a warrior before Steph Curry, blah blah blah. The thing, okay. They actually built their team. Yep. yep. From like drafting. Yep. And grew that way. You're not looking. Oh yeah. Now they had you know they had uh, Boogie. Well, not now now, but you yeah. know they got Boogie and KD and stuff like that. And they think, oh, it's a superstar team. No, they like they got them later, but they still won championships without them. They built the team from like yeah. drafting stuff they like that. They spanked uh, Durant's team to make him yeah. want to join the team. Right. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But no, yeah, it's it's there's other and just like kind of, and like with Cleveland because that goes hand in hand. Mm-hmm. There was a fan, a Cleveland fan, Cleveland Browns fan that said, uh, "We don't expect you to to uh, make any wins or even make the playoffs. We just want you to be watchable." Mm-hmm. That's all we're asking. They don't. They know that play they're not a good, a good team, but can, they just want to get out of the hole. Yeah. A little bit. Play your, play play a good game. Play your best. You know. <laughs> right. Just want, you know, right, right. A for effort, all of that right, shit. Right. But I know it's Locked preseason. On this only they've just finished their third out of the fourth game of preseason. Hmm. So it's really nothing because mostly it was like non-starters and they're starting to get starters to play and stuff like that. Yeah. And these games don't count. But they won two out of the, the first two games and they lost the this last one just by one point. But it's, that's not bad for Cleveland and it's impressive. And you know what? I'm gonna say this on record: Cleveland bound. Bandwagon fan right now for this season, and I'm gonna go on record right now saying that they're gonna be, they're gonna be ten and six. Ten and six, huh? Ten and six. Okay, y'all heard it here first. Y'all heard <laughs> it right. here first. I don't wanna hear no bullshit when they nine and uh, seven. Yeah, it's on paper. It's on, Wait, no, it's not. It's on wax. Looking at us. <laughs> ten and six, Cleveland Browns. What do y'all think? 
Ooh, shit. I, the, the way you got me high, I want to say... I mean, after, if they're at least 8-8, eight and eight, I think that's impressive. Like a huge improvement, definitely, but... I damn near want to say I want to say eleven and five because I'm so I'm so hot from the way you gassed them for me like the last two months. I want to say eleven and five. Uh, Russ, I think ten and six is a pretty good. All uh, right. TS. I like sports. Gene Swan, Shin Swim, Shin Shin. The Cleveland Orange Chickens. First of all, I'm just mad that you said TS at the same time. What that nigga? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> what's going on in this place? New Spider Man. Um, this is a good episode. Though. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, what do you guys think about Dwight Howard? Uh, all oh my around, god! Around as an all-around person and player of the National how... Ballers Association. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to feel about dude. I feel like fuck him. That's him. Okay, OG Mako. Listen, I don't know how to feel about him as a as a player. I've always felt like he kind of disappointed me. I felt like he was supposed to be bigger than he was. Yes, he was overhyped, and he, I remember it was a two thousand eleven slam dunk contest that was you know huge when he was with I think the Magic then. Stuff. Yeah, still, but still, like he was supposed to be. He was supposed to be like the new um the next Shaq or some shit, right? He yeah, was supposed to be that guy, hmm. and he had the potential, but I don't think he put in the work and the effort. And obviously, when he went to the Lakers, him and Kobe had that beef. Kobe spoke on it. He said, you know, it's, it's just going to be a better fit without him. Um, the pieces just fit better together. You can you try to push your teammates to play harder and compete and stuff like that. And he just, some people don't want that or didn't, you know. So. He, he's never really impressed me at all. Like, he's he felt like just a big waste of, like, He's like, I lift. So what? You can't shoot a ball. You can't do post out. You can't not. Damn, I didn't. Know, I didn't even know him and Kobe had a beef. So what was this beef? And it, yeah, was, when they were on the same team on the Lakers, yeah, they beefed hard, and you could tell they did not play together, and that's why they didn't succeed. To, and Kobe pushed him the fuck out, and he said so that he Kobe was trying his best to look like in an interview to not be like all oh, this bitch like, but he was like, you know, I just think the pieces fit a lot better together without him. Um, some people you want to. You you got to push your um, your players on your team to you know compete and be better, and some people don't want that, and they just. Uh, and the only thing the only thing here that I'll defend Dwight on or whatever fuck oh, his boy. name is <laughs> that guy is only oh. in regards to Kobe because I think Kobe low key is like the fifty cent of the league. He is like the pettiest What's, dude. What about LeBron? Kobe is like LeBron is is. I'd get on your ass right now, but I like Fitty and I like Kobe. So yeah, no, not, like, it's just funny because like Makes the many sense. things you've heard about. <laughs> I see what I did there. <laughs> I see what I did there. Yes, don't see because <laughs> he's got space bar for eyes. Right. Uh, but like Kobe was that dude who Scott went the extra mile to be petty enough. To beat you at your own game. Oh, yeah. He talked shit to you in your own language. Yeah. Like, how did I didn't know you knew Turkish? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Serbian, uh, Italian. I oh, think he, he speaks yeah. Spanish. Wait, he, whoa, whoa. He learned French to trash talk so Tony Parker. His dad was in the military, so he, like, grew up, in, I think, certain age of eight or nine in Spain or Italy, something mm-hmm. like that. He went, he was, on, well, Kobe he played is French, soccer a lot. Which is funny. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold Le, up. Kobe LeBriant. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay, everybody stop. Kobe knows multiple languages. Yes. yes. Like Italian, Powell, Spanish, Serbian, 
French for sure, because uh, he learned French to, to trash talk Tony Parker. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and what the fuck? That's I thought I that was a joke. I thought you were saying was a wow. Kobe Bryant is a bitch. Uh, not yeah. a bitch, not a bitch, in a, not a bitch in a real sense. I mean, like, a, just like he would, um, like yeah. a lot of stuff they say that, like, it's like rumors he actually did. Like, yeah. he would go out and stare into the sun so that the camera flashes or whatever would not bother him during the game. Like, he would do that stuff to make his game that much stronger. He was that petty. Yeah, learn from that, T.S. <laughs> no, but um, he was it Pau Gasol. I think he's. Is he Spanish? You're Spanish? Or, Spaniard? You know, that one. Portugal. Portugal. But I'm only Spaniard. Ha ha. Um, <laughs> but, no, he would... So, Kobe and him would talk in the game in Spain. So, other players, uh, mostly on the other team, like, wouldn't understand them. They would talk, like, in six different languages during the same game on the court. So, it'd be like, uh, you know, you could... Really? It's nuts. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. awesome. That's crazy. And that's Damn. just the type of work ethic that we don't expect from Dwight Howard. <laughs> and to be like he, he know because he didn't go to college bitch he's smarter than you right you can't even say okay though Taco Bell damn first of all why are we watching this but second I don't know man um, it's dog day I thought it was gonna change that's crazy I have so much respect for Kobe now like yes so karma that's crazy that's mad crazy bro but yeah so basically the Dwight Howard news also, he dropped like 10, 15 pounds, so he's a scrawny bitch. I could take him. No, I'm just kidding. Anyways, Russell, you got my back, right? Okay, so Dwight Howard um, unofficially will sign with the Lakers if his uh, Memphis Grizzlies contract gets bought out. So he'd be going back to LA. Obviously, Kobe's not there, RIP, but, you know, that's. You said RIP like he died. <laughs> right, the Lakers damn near died without him. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> But that's crazy, yeah. Uh, I do want to kind of interject here before we get off the uh, interjection um, that the Williams sisters, Venus and Serena, um, now own a small stake in the Miami Dolphins. T Bone, dope. Yeah, to be Sir the first African American women to have ownership in a national Flaming football Young. league. So that's pretty. That dope. Way, they're the first African American woman ever to ever invest in a football team. Mm-hmm. Wow, it makes sense to have ownership. Yeah. That is fucking amazing, actually. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm actually not only wow. black, not only female, but both. Mm-hmm. That's like a quadruple win. Yeah. Damn. So kudos to them. That's, that's dope. dope. That's super dope. Man. So one last thing I want to talk about music. <clears throat> um. So I, you know, this this morning when I was trying to. Uh, Decide what I wanted to speak to the people about today on this wonderful podcast. Mm-hmm. I was in the car with uh, Russell, and something crossed my mind. We were really going over, like, we were listening to, like, Common. We were listening to, like, Most Deaf and uh, Fontaine, Little Brother, and uh, Lupe Fiasco. And it just got me to thinking, man, like, you know, rap is in a, rap is in a different place than it, than it has been, mm-hmm. you know, than it was in the 90s, which, which by the way... Um, I often think about this because I let the 90s go. As much as it pains me to say, and as much as I love the 90s, the 90s, and what, and, 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 Spanish. in four months, the 90s was officially 30 years ago. Okay? As Holy much as, shit. as much as I'm hurt that, you know, as much as I'm hurt that, we're trying to record here, you fuckers. Tupac and Biggie in the era of the Wu Tang Clan. And, Shut that shit up! All right. 
nineties was thir- as of next as of four months. The nineties was thirty years ago. As much as it pains me to say that, as much as I am hurt <laughs> by the fact that we have to get past that, we have to. But something emerged in the nineties. I mean, late eighties, but in the night. Well, actually, it started with the message. And its name is embellishing Emily. But <laughs> something emerged from the nineties that I think was that was kind of reiterated with. Um, Kanye in the 2000s and Lupe Fiasco as well. Mm. Um, and I think Kendrick and J. Cole are like kind of maybe might be carrying the torch, just really mainstream, but conscious rap, man. Mm. You know that shit that makes you think, the shit that might be about, you know, not just black struggle, but maybe radical shit, ways to overcome it, you know, um, uplifting people, you know, not just talking about, you know, the amount of money and all that shit. Which is a which? Don't get me wrong. I love rap that has that in there. You know what I'm saying? Like I love rap. Like I feel like Ludacris is at his best when he's talking about money, cars, clothes, and hoes, and blunts and bitches, and being in the club. I don't like when Ludacris did when he did uh, release therapy in twenty six. In, in uh, it's a difference oh, and bitches. Um. Well, <laughs> hoes get paid, bitches don't. Right. Oh. Um. So I when like Ludacris <laughs> made release therapy. He won a Grammy for that. Was the that was the album he won a Grammy for? You know, in 06. Yeah. And um, I just I feel like conscious rap, conscious rap, in the last few years, or in the last decade or whatever, might have resurged because of J Cole and Kendrick. But there's a lack of it. There's a lack of. You know, okay, of, before them, well, who's our last? Honestly, honestly, before 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 J Cole and and uh, Kendrick, the last real big conscious rapper, I would say, has to be Lupe Fiasco. Okay, he came out in 06. There are uh, there are rappers that might speak on positive shit, but I think a rapper whose base was how old is uh, Talib Kweli's. Like discography, he's around nineties, kind of around okay. most stuff and common and all yeah. that. That's yeah, so he okay. came out mid mid to late nineties. But I would say, um, more recent than Lupe, I would say Hobson. But see, really? I thought about Hobson, but I don't think Hobson is conscious rap. No, Hobson is a. Lot. He's actually classified as conscious rap. Who did that? I don't know. Ebro. Right, right. Who did who? I was. I thought. Listen, in this conversation, I was thinking about Hobson, mm-hmm. and I said to myself. Hobson is too aggressive and talks about too much murdering and, and raping to but, be... But what is, but what is conscious rap, though? To me, con- to me, when I think conscious rap, I think it's rap in which you're thinking about... Hold on. It's okay, we're going we're gonna to define it. Because I would say conscious rap has to do also with not just Afro-centric uh, Afro centricity yeah. um, and uh, positive black, <laughs> black, black things or positive rap things. Right. But I think it also has to do with um, the political era as well as ref- revolutions and things of that nature. Yeah. And I don't think Hobson is that far off. See, I, the one thing, see, the one thing, the one, the one thing that's making me not want to say like Hobson is, is he's real Eminemish, right? Exactly, mm-hmm. and 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 I don't think you can talk about the. I don't think mm, he hates that you're right. I don't think you can, there's some things you just can't. Yeah, 
Things okay. you can't reconcile. I get what, you. What? I just like I don't I don't know if you can talk about I had to talk meeting about the devil and like and like fucking like the, I'm pretty sure I'm I'm pretty sure he's talking about rape at some point. Yeah. I mean it's not like I said Tyler Creator and shit, but Right. Because yeah. <laughs> that's like Definitely. like what? Like listen, okay. listen. So it's kinda of horrorcore. Sarah is my shit, but wait, wait. you need some help. But, um, so, so I don't I don't um you a person I forgot though. Wait, are you gonna say who I think? Chance. 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 I would not. Would you, put, would you put Joyner in there, though? Mm. No. I would have to see more of his superhuman. Stop doing this, bro. <laughs> what the fuck? Wait, wait. I, you know what? You know what's crazy? Logic. I think, I think I'm starting in my mind. I'm starting to. Logic. Logic might be. Yeah. yeah. Logic. He does have his Eminem size, too, but he does. He I does think really that. I always say his album, uh, Everybody. Is that what's called? Mm-hmm. I said, no matter what genre of music you like I think everybody should listen to that album yeah. for the message yeah. my, my all time favorite of his right now is Under Pressure that shit is like my favorite song with Freddie Mercury what is it Bobby Tarantino <laughs> Bobby Tarantino yeah. I think that mixtape might have been my favorite joint from him um so wait a minute Logic Logic okay we gotta put him in cause I was starting to think we didn't have nobody but then Dizzy Wright too mm-hmm. Dizzy Wright we might have to you know what I'm saying <laughs> I just the Funk Volume Funk Volume had a, really, a period where they were just a bunch of weirdos too so like Dizzy <laughs> Dizzy Wright was the last one on board and he was kinda different but like Jaron Benton like Jaron Benton is top five for me but that nigga by the way can we just I'll have a moment of silence a couple weeks ago I had a, there was a tweet in which Jaron Benton said he he basically tweeted he said Oh my god, it hurt my heart when he said this. He said, uh, he basically said he made a couple investments, which made a lot more money than he thought he was gonna make. He's like, he's good. He's done with rap. He's just like, this next album is his last album. Oh wow, that hurt my fucking soul. <laughs> that that killed that man. I, never I damn that, near man. shed two tears, one from each eyeball yeah. for that shit. Yeah. So just just so you know, Jaren Ben, and we gonna be oh when he dropped that album. And when you drop the single and anything related to that, we're going to have a whole episode about it dedicated to Jeremy and the end of his rap career. But that's neither here nor there. Um, so conscious rap, I just feel like I, for a second, when I was having this, this conversation with Russell, I was trying to figure out who might be the best conscious rap. Because Lupe, Lupe for me is like one of the most like greatest MCs to ever touch a mic. Doesn't get the credit he deserves. The cool is top five rap album, top five albums for me in general. Cool. Musically, musical Con- uh, conquest. Food and liquor. No, the cool. No, I, but wait, wait. Food and liquor is great, but it's not like top ten, top five for me. But it's it's dope. It's the how I got introduced to Lupe. But if you think if you think food and liquor is better than the cool, I I, I I urge you to go back and listen to the cool. I so, urge you to go back and actually pay attention to that. I'll be hella hard. Umbrella whatever, fly with over pella pains, and pray to God that the flood subsides, because he gonna need the sub till he does reply. And not one of Jared's. You think it's all arid and everything iry and nothing. Dude, listen, man. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do this right now, bro. <laughs> listen. Lupe Cove, bro. Well, listen. I, I like. I think he's one of the best. If you go talk about conscious drivers, I think he's one of the best overall conscious drivers to ever exist. But but it's funny because for a second, I was going to say, damn, Lupe might be the last real conscious rapper. But then you get people like Chance. Black Thought? Black Thought, I would, I would say he's conscious rap. Yeah, you know, he comes from the roots I, from the 90s. Yeah, so. that's what I'm saying. He's yeah. he's more... Now, that freestyle he dropped is ridiculous, yeah, but yeah. as far as, like, his body of work recently, they really haven't put out much because, they, you know, they're, they're good right now. Right. They're doing shows, so... Right. Um, I think, um, you know, um, Black Thought definitely... I would put him in conscious rap. I um, thought Lupe was the last, but as we started talking about it, it kind of made me a little bit happy because I'm like, okay, conscious rap didn't really die. We do got logic. Mm-hmm. We do got chance. 
you know, uh, I would uh, never Kendrick and I love and, Chance. I would never put him in a conscious rap category though. Kendrick. Kendrick, Kendrick, Kendrick yeah. is definitely kind of, kind of rap to me. Um, no, I th- no chance. Chance. Oh, okay. Kendrick is Kendrick dances the line really well. I feel J Cole is more conscious than Kendrick, but Kendrick can mm-hmm. dance that line very. Kendrick, Kendrick, he's is got conscious. a very broad spectrum. Yes, Kendrick, I would. I would put him more, um, more passion than conscious. I would put him yeah. like Tupac ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say because Kendrick gonna talk about a bitch. Mm-hmm. He gonna he gonna say bitch in whole a couple times and mean what he's talking about. He not he not. He not saying on no metaphorical shit to be like, I want my queen to just know. Like, nah, he gonna say bitch and hoe. Yeah. Come take this dick, little bitch. He gonna, he gonna talk his shit, and I appreciate that. I, Kendrick, oh. I swear to God, when Kendrick... Speaking of which, and, and I finally listened all the way through Revenge of the Dreamers 3. Woo! Um, Woo! Dude... The, those first two tracks are my favorite, especially yep, with I Kendrick. I woke up this morning. Hey, little bitch. Do it up here. Tell me who you with. Hey. They don't even say, don't even, don't even say it's Kendrick. It's just, uh, it's, uh, he just comes, he kind of just peeks. He's not featuring his name. It's just that little bit. I'm like, nah, I want to go back. That's right. Kendrick. I was hoping, I was hoping Kendrick was going to get a verse, though. I, I was hoping he was going to come in with a verse after that, after, uh, Lou. And the, how many times they had... The baby on there over two or three times. No, they had the baby just on that first, on the just first the, song. I thought it was, okay. Was Q on there? Schoolboy Q. Yeah. No. It he sounds, was. There was now, something that like now, was, if you watch the documentary, I believe Schoolboy Q. Oh, I didn't up. watch it yet. I, so there's a documentary attached to it that's on YouTube. It's like that I half an hour long. Yeah, it's 30, 29 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite honest. Um, and I think Schoolboy Q pulled. Isn't people that? It's plenty of people that pulled up. That were not on the final cut. Because there's voice. I know they're not going to credit everybody. Like, they didn't credit Kendrick. But I'm like, there's certain voices. I'm like, that sounds like this person. That sounds I, like that person. It might be. It could be a Schoolboy Q ad-lib. You know? It could be he was there. You know? People people pulled up that did not make the final cut. Hell, Chris Bosch was there. Chris Bosch was there. Like, why? Like, but, um, I also, and just on some side note shit. Best album of the year so far. Somebody asked on Twitter, they said, "What's the album? What's your album of the year?" I said, "Revenge of the Dreamers uh, Three is my." Al- no, I'm not set. It's, it's August not- already. What? What? What all came out? That's Schoolboy I- Q came out. Uh, Tyler the Creator dropped. What? DJ Khaled. Did I know that Schoolboy? Yeah. Did Crash I- Talk. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm an idiot. Yeah, don't ever forget Schoolboy Q. <laughs> I gotta re-listen to that. That shit was awesome. That's yeah. gonna be top five this year for me. Yeah, exactly. Plus, I, but listen, but but I don't think I've said longer. And this album's only been out like six weeks now. You know, it's not fair though to put that at number one. I mean, I it, I think it is number it's a compilation one. Album? No, it's the reason that it's ninety two tracks long. It's really not. But it's like usually tra- th- these albums. It's, it's eighteen tracks. I know that's a lot. It's not like Chris Brown a lot because he has forty four, right? Most albums used to be seventeen to eighteen used tracks. Used to be. Mm-hmm. I started getting mad when they started. When you started doing shit fifteen and, 10, and under. Oh yeah, they, you. I don't feel like you. I feel like you. Man, there are albums out here that was fucking uh twenty two track masterpiece to drop twenty two track albums. Mm-hmm. All the songs damn near sound goddamn the same, but they twenty two tracks. Mm-hmm. Goddamn no! I got I started getting mad when niggas started doing that. Um, Seven track Kanye, no, yeah, it's Kanye. He's like, well, we did just but enough God, to but, get him the Grammy Kanye, nomination. Kanye was the one who said it. He was like, he was like, he was like, I'm just trying to shorten my albums. He was like, I'm, I want it to be more about you getting the message, you know. No, he did quality just. In, and all he that was shit. producing five albums in. No, he was saying that. But he was saying that before though. Before he did that, he was like. Starting going forward, my albums ain't gonna be, you know. Really? So Yandy isn't gonna be. Like, uh, a, it probably won't be. How long? Well, that was before. He said, he said in 2016, I think, after 
He did a uh, after he did a uh, life, life of Pablo, Pablo was like twenty. It was like seventeen, but sixteen, seventeen. But but he said it after that, and he was like he was like going forward. I'm more concerned about you know quality and quantity. So, but um, conscious rap though. Back to that. Sorry, we had a little you know conscious rap. I felt like it was not dying, but I felt like it was in a place where you know <coughs> it was getting overlooked. And then I had to think about it. And I'm like, wait a minute. We do got people that's really out here killing the game with conscious rap. So, Lupe Fiasco, for me, is probably one of the best, in the last 20 years, probably one of the best conscious rappers to ever to, to emerge. You know, and that's so tough. From, so from 1999 to 2019, Lupe Fiasco is the best conscious rapper to emerge. You know, you ever listen to an album or a song like a million times, and then by that mil- millionth time, you're like, Oh, I understand. Yep. Like, I didn't all the time. So, Lupe and Eminem all the time. <laughs> disc two of Good Kid, Mad City. I've been all just on that, and then just this year, he I heard him delu- say he the deluxe version, just because it's really only one disc. Mm-hmm. Go on. This <laughs> disc two. Oh. <laughs> but he said, "What do you say? Um, between you and me, turn energy to urinals, and we're pissed off." And I'm like. Oh, you talking about in the bitch don't kill my vibe? Yeah, with Jay Z. Yeah, I was like, holy shit, that's like so many entendres right there. I get it. I'm like, but rewind it between you and me. Okay, (laughs) between you and me. Wow. I don't know. I if you know me, like lyricism is number one overall. Like you don't even have to have a beat. Obviously, that makes like up, but just the wordplay about everything. Yeah. Like, yes. Tupac was the one that put, made poetry, and then laid it on a beat. Yes. Yes. He, he definitely wrote shit and then laid it on a beat. He didn't just say, okay. But he didn't Parker sound Fett. like Molly he was Parker speaking Fett. poetry. Right. right. And we had this discussion. Common is uh, like. Common is like, <laughs> he said, Common is like huh. a nigga who do <laughs> spoken word, and then somebody just happened to be playing drums right. and shit behind him. I was <laughs> cracking up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, niggas would be on the stage with the spoken right. word, and it's just somebody who catches vibe and right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> with the stand up bass and shit. And they got the Congos in the back. He wasn't he didn't really ask them to do that, but they did that shit because they were just vibing and right. shit like Table three your tab is ready. That's, right. That's and we were I saying like. that was the difference between comedy and most deaf, because most deaf actually sounded like a rapper. Right. Dude. Most deaf. You know, I like comment a lot. Mm. But I'd put most deaf above them. Yeah, I think For um sure. as far as lyrics like lyrics wise, they're both um they they hold their own. They're, they're upper echelon lyricists. But as far as like the rapper versus spoken word vibe, um, we kind of had this conversation too about rappers calling themselves MCs, but not really being the master of ceremonies. Yeah. Not really having that command. Yeah. Um. So it, it's it's not just about wordplay. It's about um, cadence, like we say with uh, yep. Big and Pac. Yep. Um. And it's actually sounding like a rapper. Right. Um, Tupac was passionate. He was poetic. But he still had that rapper cadence. Right. And I think I think the best... Something that makes someone a great conscious rapper is their ability to actually rap. Because what happens in conscious rap, whether we like it or not, is that you see... It feels, sometimes it feels, it feels like you're getting preached to mm-hmm. about black struggle and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, the best conscious rappers, which is why I think Kendrick Lamar... Even though I, I kind of want to pull Kendrick Lamar out of conscious rap... Mm-hmm. Because Kendrick Lamar will talk about some, he'll get on your ass. Like, 
But then again, every concert, like, Common got some shit where he beef with Ice Cube. I mean, mm-hmm. he got in his ass. You yeah, know he did. Yeah, yeah he killed yeah. <laughs> Cube don't want to with Common. Yeah, Cube do not want to with Common. He got in his ass, though. But he, he came Wait, out Common of one? He came back at a couple people, though. Mm-hmm. And it was like, yo, this ain't the Common I know. Yeah, <laughs> wow. What was the record he got that Cube ass on, dog? Um, oh, shit, what was it called, dog? Dude, that surprised and me. It had the, uh, the split, like, the black and white. Holy shit. That was, uh, was it the album? Was it the, um... No, I wasn't ready. I'm so fucking taken back right now. That's like if I were to say, like, yo, so I, I slapped Russell, and you're like, and you lived? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah, because comment, because Cube came at comment first, though. Yeah. Cube came at comment. Cube, because... What? what was the... Because I did comment, not know comment, this beef. Comment had, comment had a song called Ice to Lover. Which is basically talking about yeah. The song rap. is song is bitching you. I see the bitch. Yeah, I see the, the bitching you. There we go. There we go. One day it all makes sense. That's um, the album. Um. Oh, so nineteen ninety seven. So. Comment Super Bowl. Comment had a song called the. Uh, he had a song called uh, I used to Ice a Lover, yeah. which was his like old to hip hop. Her being hip hop, mm-hmm. but he said, but he was basically saying at that time like everything's gangster, everything's turning into gangster. Right? Basically, the whole song was talking about how. He loves her, you know, but she, you know, kind of bowing the money and all this shit. Basically, hip hop is changing. It's right. not his, not what you know. And that was in '97. Yeah, he was talking about how she went to jazz and you know they added some rock to her and stuff like that. Right. But then now she's like real gully, real gangster. You know what I'm saying? Right. So like really going through like the history the of rap, and it was okay. it was pretty dope song. Uh, but Q came, came for it. Q got mad. What was, <laughs> now, what was the song Q? Now I feel like I'm feel like I'm flipping today, y'all. Don't don't. This ain't really how I get down. I usually know my shit. I can't remember the song um, that Q came back. I can't Q came it. back at coming because Q felt it like he like you talking about us could be doing gangster rap and shit. But that was was it off the West Side Connection album? West Side Slaughterhouse. It might have been that. Oh shit! Hold on. I'm about to look this up real quick. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, West Side Slaughterhouse throwing jabs at Common and uh, some other rappers from the East Coast, and then Common responded with the bitch in you. <laughs> See. So yeah, but but people, many people say that Common won that with the I see the bitch in you though. I see he's wearing a Packer hat. That's awesome. So so, <laughs> but conscious rap, conscious rap has had to stand up for itself at times too, and and kind of step out of that box too because like, um, what did Conscious say on a, a Poker Face? He was like, oh, I just had that up. Um, when he, on Poker Face with uh, Kid Cudi, he said. Get but your head they, right and get up on this conscious dick. They, like, like they they say you be on that conscious shit. He's like, get your head right and get, get up, up on, on this conscious dick. I embody everything from the dolly to the party. That was what that was the way I was raised on the South Side Safari. Yeah. Basically saying like I can do that shit that I, that y'all need to hear, but I'm gonna also be a part because hip hop has always been the life for the parties. Right. That's no no Holy matter what shit. This came out of no way, and I just realized what my whole oh, man. <laughs> so listen, so 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 hip hop has always been the life of the party, and I feel like. Even in the beginning when Conscious Rapper emerged with like the message and shit like that, like if you don't like Common, you can listen to Politically Correct. Cause fuck you. <laughs> I don't. I personally, I, I, think, I don't like Common that much as a rapper. I don't. It's it's hard for me to. You know what I'm saying? You prefer Wale? Oh Lord, no. <laughs> no, he, he doesn't really though. feel like Common has the the rapper voice, and I get it. Uh, he does sound like he, you know, he's got the mind for it, but not right. Yeah. I flow. respect what he says, mm-hmm. how he thinks. Mm-hmm. I don't like listening to his music too mm-hmm. much. Did you see him? Uh, I even like him as an, as an actor. He's, uh, by the way, as an actor, have y'all seen uh, oh, yeah. Love? Or have you seen? Um, he got better. He or was... Smoking Guns or, or Smoking Aces? That nigga, 
that nigga good. Wasn't he on oh, that? Yeah, was that magician? Uh, now you see me. Was he? He was in that movie. I think now he, you see me. He was like a cop, and he was in that movie with investigator. Uh, um, uh, Quinn Latifah, where he played that, that recovering basketball player. I can't remember. Oh, um, that name. um, um, Jet. No, what is it called? I wish I had Alexis here with me right now because that's her movie. <laughs> we she forced me to watch that twice. It's not. Yeah, it was a good movie. Um. Oh, 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 God. I can't remember the name. You're the movie now for to be mad, dog. <laughs> I failed you, honey. Um, but yeah, though, so conscious rap, even of all of all the shit that goes on, some people have to step outside of that boundary, that box, too, in order to con- to kind of, like, be considered great, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, a lot of people, Nas at times has been called conscious rap, but mm-hmm. Nas will also talk his shit. I feel like Nas has a lot of comparisons into, in Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Nas and Kendrick of all... Always compared them in the sense of they lived in the ghetto, they did ghetto shit, but they aren't really the thug nigga. They the nigga that had friends who were thugs, and they did thug shit here and there, but they more so watched shit. to get shit. out and had the bigger dream. They, they more so watched shit outside from, you know, from their window and shit, or, or from the curb and shit. They watched it and was like, damn, this nigga's on that. Damn, this nigga doing that. I wish my niggas wouldn't do that. Wrote about it, became, you know what I'm saying? And they always thought different. So, I do think... Kendrick and Nas are both some. They're mainstream, but in some forms, they're conscious rap. Mm-hmm. So and see, um, my uh, besides Lupe, because you you got to give props to Lupe, Common and, and most stuff, because uh, they're kind of like the pioneers of modern conscious rap. I would say yeah. um, the the per, the person that I, I I really liked as far as being conscious, but could also get gully if needed be um, was Fonte. Like we were talking about him in the, yep. in the car. Yep. Um, he, like he was usually seen as like a joker of rap or you know, like comical and you made shit that was just funny. But a lot of his lyrics were like real shit, mm-hmm. and cats would come at him like, you know, you ain't no real rapper, you you, you faking all of that. And he'd spit a <laughs> spit a line or a whole verse at him like, nigga, I can do this either way you want it, but this is where I choose to do it. So don't get it twisted. I can still come at you. Right, and I think that's what. A lot of times people become conscious or they do conscious shit or they do shit where they... I was watching Belly the other night and there's a conversation that DMX has or Sincere has with Buns. Mm-hmm. Like those, you know, moving on the movie. Sincere has with Buns and Sincere's like, man, I've been thinking, man. They're in uh, Omaha. They're driving and uh, Buns is smoking the bunt. And he's like, man, I've just been thinking, man. I've been on some different shit. I've been reading this book and Buns is like, man, fuck a book. You know, we here to get money and all that other shit. And you can just see, like, I can see so many... Ni- you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the way niggas really be. Like, sometimes you try to put a nigga on, and you try to be like, man, I'm just on some different shit. And they call you soft. They call you, they be on your ass about wanting to do different shit. Like, it be, it's crazy. So, I don't know, man. But conscious rap, I feel like, as much as I want to say sometimes it's not popping or it's, it's not there anymore, it is there. And I feel like it's there in a, in a, in a whole mainstream way. And we got people that we got to thank for that are Kendrick. We got Cole, we got Logic, we got Lupe from in the two thousands. We have Kanye. As much as we won't don't want to admit it, Kanye was definitely some conscious rap in his first uh, two to three albums. He had some mm-hmm. shit. He's talking about fucking bitches, but I mean, if you think if you listen to uh, when it all falls or all falls down and don't think that that's conscious rap, you're retarded. You're yeah. you're retarded. Yeah. So there's a I don't know what you think. Did you see this video? There's was it Ray Wimley, local uh, not your local uh, New Orleans. He was artist. He was freestyling on the streets, and Common was listening to him. Yeah, yeah. I seen that. Did yeah. you see that? And then yeah. he, he jumped in. I didn't see him jump in, but I did see something about it. Now. Like, <laughs> 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 
Okay, so you got he does have seven albums. Uh, albums number four and five are his most slept on albums, and two of my favorite. I love I love the cool, and I love Tattoo and Youth, and I love uh, Food Liquor too. I actually so, liked a lot of the songs from Lasers, honestly. I didn't listen to ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I actually like to go to the for from Lazy. Well, there are things I've learned about Russell that have made me question his character today, but it's okay. It's okay. Out of my head, words I never said. I like those two. I mean, they were okay. But see, <laughs> what made me mad about Lazy's is Lazy was supposed to be something so much greater. It was supposed mm-hmm. to have uh, what you want on there. That was my shit. What you want, want mm-hmm. come and get it, get it. She want, that was my shit. It's supposed to have that on there. Man. Army girl, you said my army girl. Y'all, man, y'all don't even know the, the, the man we waited on, and then we yeah. got lasers, that shit. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, favorite conscious rapper is Lupe, favorite conscious rap album. Well, uh-huh. my favorite conscious rap album might be Tetsu and Youth. I wouldn't, I like my favorite Lupe album is The Cool, but I think the best conscious rap album might be Tetsu and Youth or, or, or Food Liquor 2 is between those two. Mm. So yeah, man. So yeah, you you gave us part one, man. I'm I'm waiting on part two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cody, do you have a favorite conscious rapper? I think like it looks like you like Common. 
I do. Uh, I, I mean, I love conscious rap, but I feel like, because I'm always studying and trying to, you know, educate. So it's, I'm, I'm, I can't say that I finished studying or listening to everything. So I can't. You can't. Say like it's, always, it's always, it's ever growing. It's, you and I, I'm, me, like if you know me, I always go to the past instead of like present and future. Mm-hmm. So right now, I, I can say I really like Kendrick, and I would say for its story. Damn is very thought worthy. Okay, so Kendrick, Kendrick is your favorite, currently favorite conscious rapper, and Damn is your favorite conscious rap album. Yes. Now there's only probably one Lupe full album I listen to, Food and Liquor. One. Okay. And then I've listened to a bunch of, with no particular order, Common Songs <laughs> and Black Thought Songs, um, Talib songs. So. Okay. Okay. Russell. I would say most is probably my favorite mm-hmm. conscious rapper. Um, as far as album, uh, that's that's a hard. Speaking of which, Kendrick just said question. he thinks Fear contains the best verses he's ever written. Apparently, I'd have to uh, to look up the album because there's there's a couple of like songs that I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Like one of my favorites by him is, um, is it called Auditorium with a uh, Slick Rick? Where they talk about going to a different nation and seeing the struggle and how it relates to the struggle here at home. Um, <clears throat> that's one of my favorite songs by him. Uh, and mathematics, because the whole conspiracy theorem thing. Like, it, yep. there's a lot of stuff that, a lot of songs by him that I can't just narrow it down to like one album. It's like. So, Most Death and his and just his bodies of work mm-hmm. would be. Okay. Because maybe, maybe it's not one album mm-hmm. that's really conscious. Okay, I feel that. I feel that. So, you know. Uh, NPC fans, we want to know, we want to know your take. You know what I'm saying, Charles? Charles, yes, <laughs> uh, definitely you. What's your favorite conscious? Who's your favorite conscious rapper? And what's your favorite conscious rap album? If you got that, drop that. You know, let us know what's going on, man. We want to know, you know, how you how you feeling, man. All right, gang. All right. Speaking of being conscious, <laughs> Russell ate some shit. You know, it would be a lot more harmonic if the Asian guy was here. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's do it again. Ready? One, two. Wash on hash on shit. Bong. Look at that. Speaking of hate some shit. Right. Um, Where's that going? <laughs> Fedora Frankie in here and shit. Um, <laughs> Fedora Frankie. Mexican rating. All right. Mexican uh, rating. So, hookah and shit. Uh, hookah. I ain't got you and shit. <laughs> <laughs> who can hang? Cricket eating Carl. Japanese like art, shit, like art story arc and shit. Yeah. Like he was there when Wolverine was really de- developing himself. And shit. Superhuman samurai and shit. Right on what though? <laughs> that was a, that was a show back in the day. I remember that. I remember that shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I remember that shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, that be our troopers. Yeah, that be our troopers. Hey, that's my shit, yo. Every Saturday, I used to be up. Oh my God! This is my man. We gonna have a whole no. different. The, the show just changed. Listen, yo, the I did not change. know nobody that's else watched that show. Either those shows, either shows, yo. This week we talking about VIP's my shit, bro. I'm telling you, bro. So we're not going to do this today, bro. Hey, man. Y'all, y'all, what y'all, what you listening to right now is like, other shit, man. Listen. This is like when hey, you guys man. Me and Russell just bonded, y'all. Right, right. We like for life, y'all.
God, I didn't even know niggas was on me. Our dog. Man. We dog. We Troopers. We are. We are. We Oh, my life. Virtual like, reality. Troopers. Hey. Now, I used to know all the stuff, Super Human Samurai. Man, we bonded over this TS right, bitch, but. Exactly. <laughs> Man, all his cousin shit wrote the shit, so he should have been. Right. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Got shit, like I, no, I didn't know nobody knew about VR Trooper. I thought, okay, wait, wait, wait. Before we go on, do you remember there was a show? Okay, there was a show on Fox Kids. Cody can cut all this out. Can, I don't Speaking of, okay, if we're going to cut this out, did you know um, t- Hasbro bought Death Row Records? Yeah, Records. What the fuck? Yeah. Wait, the toy wait. company brought bought death. So we finna get a we finna get a Suge Knight and Dog Pound Six Knight Potato Head Tupac Tupac Doll and shit. What the fuck? He disappears if you leave him alone too long. Bought Death Row Records. Yeah. <laughs> I fucked his old mood up. He was so amped. <laughs> I just it's just it's just odd that you could be at the height of re- like someone next next year gonna fucking tell me that Marvel bought like Rockefeller like. Well, Disney trying to buy Sony and shit so. <laughs> Good, I, they should. Okay, wait. I hope they don't. I listen, hope they as do. much as listen, as much as no, I love no, listen, man, no. listen. As much as I love comic books and I want the MCU to be great and I want X-Men over here and, and Fantastic Four over here and Spider-Man over here, listen, man, you don't want one company like that controlling everything. That's first of all, it's a huge it's monopoly. Happening. That's in a five huge years, Disney will own everything. They already how bought you out. How you, you, can't, you can't uh, do do business ethics and uh, business compliance. You Dude. cannot have a monopoly. You cannot you own can't. all the one thing. And it's, somehow, it's they're finding, not, somehow they're finding a loophole. It's federally, federally regulated. So 30 years after somebody dies, anything they created is supposed to be public domain. Okay? 30 years after they die. Or 30 or 35 years. Anything, <laughs> anything, anything, anything they created is supposed to be public domain. Do you know that Disney figured out a way to stop that? Nobody can... We, I was supposed to be able to go and print a Mickey Mouse t-shirt and, and sell them shits for $5 a pop without ever giving Disney any money. They can sue me. They somehow made Mickey Mouse the character, the not just the name. The character is a fucking trademark. Mm-hmm. Disney found the loophole in Amer in classic American laws. I feel like they not, got the best lawyers in the world. They do. They're Jews, of course they do. Fuck you so much. I was gonna he, say he's he, anti-Semitic. He's anti-Semitic, but I bet you well, he had Jews for lawyers because yeah. he has money. Stop it. Listen, the, Disney is fucking horrible. I don't want them. To, they can't own Sony, man. Seriously. So who they all buy out? They bought out Marvel. They, they bought, bought out Mar- LucasArts. So they own Star Wars. They own Marvel Comics. Then they bought Fox. Do they own Simpsons? They, they own. Fox? They yeah, they got Fox. Simpsons now. They own Simpsons. I was just waiting. They, they own they, everything. They, everything attached to Fox. They Fantastic own. Four. Yes. Don't you know? Have you not realized this? I Fantastic forgot about that. Fantastic that Four X Men. Now that now Fantastic Four is gonna get a good movie. Doctor Doom is gonna be in the in the, in the MCU. Is gonna be great because he's important for villains and shit. But but here's the thing. Here's the thing. They bought okay. They own. They already own ABC. They bought. They own ABC. Whoa. Disney. B- Disney been on. They They've been on. I ABC. didn't know that. Yeah. Disney owned wow. ABC for decades now. Now here's the thing. Hulu. Hulu was the three main companies: ABC, NBC, and Fox. This was their. This was their way of combating Netflix. When they bought Fox, they now own sixty six percent of Hulu. The only other. Per- so, so, whoa, whoa, so whoa, whoa. well, why, why then in starting in November, Disney's gonna have their own streaming service? So yep. why would they have that? Guess if, what's happening? What? 
Hulu's not going to exist in a little bit because uh, NBC, NBC, wow. NBC is starting their own streaming set because you have to because now one They're other person have anything. One other person owns 66% stake in the company that you helped to start. So now so they have a majority. Right. So now NBC is pulling all of their shit off of Hulu next year and they're starting NBC Universal streaming service. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so I'm going to get my shows back so we can have it on our streaming exactly. service. Exactly. And, yeah. and, and Hulu is going to... Hulu, if you, when you purchase Disney Plus in November, you get ESPN. Yeah. You're going to be able to stream ESPN. You're also going to be able to stream Hulu because they own so much stake in there that they couldn't... NBC couldn't say no. They couldn't say you can't stream Hulu. So NBC said, well, we're going to start our own shit and pull them next year. Because they own so much of Hulu, they said if you get Disney Plus, you also get Hulu. Fuck it, have it. Because we we own more, we own over once you own over fifty one percent of something, mm-hmm. you're a majority owner. You yep, make the rules. Yep, yep. So they NBC couldn't say no to that. So NBC has to pull their shit and start their own shit because if you buy Disney Plus, you have Hulu too. So Yeah. You don't want them to own Sony, man. I mean you I don't do. want them to own PlayStation. So in order to segue what? into... Sorry, we totally... You can... Please, you have to cut a good 10 minutes this out. Is, no, this is that. good, Keep like, conspiracy in. theory still. Yeah. Keep all that. What I wanted to talk about... We just about, gotta cut the sports segment. That was um, trash. Is, <laughs> is the thought of ownership and the stigma that black ownership has. So, black-owned... Oh, shit, yeah. ...usually means one of two things. Um, usually it means... Um, because we've... Uh, applied this this stigma to it it usually means it's either of a lower quality than other owned businesses in the same vein or there's a lack of uh, professionalism meaning people show up late they don't treat you well um and then there's always the expectation from black people that because it's black owned i should be getting something for free which is the stupidest shit to me because if Anybody should be giving shit free. It should be those who've been the most oppressive. Uh, not right. the ones who've been oppressed. Right, right, right. But save that for a little bit later. Um, the thing about it, and what, what frustrates me is that you have all these companies who provide good work, provide uh, or have good work, work ethic, provide yep. pro, uh, quality service or goods. Um, you know, I always promote... Um, Papyrus and Charms, the Bronzeville Col- uh, Collective, um, and the Classic Shop, because um, one, I know of the owners. I may not know them personally like that, like we know of each other, but they always have um, quality items, and they always are looking to be the best in what they do, and they always look to give good deals and make sure that they have enough stock so that when people come see them, they have enough stock for them to to uh, purchase and to sell. Right. Um, right. We don't promote like we should. The thing that pissed me off the most about this Popeyes and Chick Fil A shit was that the amount of promotion that black people especially were doing for these companies. Yep. We we can't do that for our own people. We we can't like yo. Yep. There's a shop on um on 24th on Final Act called um uh, uh Black Coffee that that is. Awesome. Then yeah. you know they have great atmosphere, music, food is great. We don't do that. We don't do yeah. that enough. And you know what? What that came out to? We made in in seven days. We made uh, Popeyes twenty three million dollars. Mm-hmm. Black Twitter did, did a lot of that shit. Disney's, Black Disney, Facebook did a lot of that. Disney's shit. Disney's gonna buy out Popeyes in a second. So. so yeah, no, I definitely it's, it's it's been crazy. It's been crazy how much we've been talking about that shit. Like like 
man, I was thinking about this the other day. Now that you bring this up, I think about this the other day and how many black faces heads deserve a check for what? And because you know, you know, they're making minimum wage, if that, maybe ten dollars an hour, whatever, at fucking working at Popeyes. Mm-hmm. Seven eighty-five. Right. Exactly. Like, <laughs> exactly. So. <laughs> Y'all gonna y'all gonna put some of this into the what you paying the workers? That poor girl you seen her? Yeah, there's so many. Who's little? She's just yeah, man. Like Michael yeah. Jordan after the flu game. Yeah, yeah, I thought that shit was funny. Um, but like, yeah, like that shit is crazy. Like how much word of mouth, how much social media attention we've given Popeyes. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about it in the car how um, words have power. Yes, definitely. Um, the the energy you apply to the words you use, the type of words you use, and their intent. They, that all has power. That all has um, f- a force. And we've seen it over these last couple of days regarding the whole chicken uh, beef, which is funny to me, yeah, um, <laughs> between this, these two companies. Um, the the memes. And the meme, the power of memes has grown to uh, ridiculous levels because something can happen, it could be a meme, and it could be viral instantly. Yeah. And then everybody knows about it. And if it's a product attached to it, usually people go and purchase that product or that company gets so much free advertising and so much exposure that their stock rises um, immediately. Yeah. Um, H&M had that, that crazy uh, coolest kid in the jungle shit. Yeah. But <laughs> as much as we want to say we affected their sales, they probably have more people shopping there now. Probably. Or how many people remember that? They probably forgot all about it. At that, at that time, though, that probably brought people in. <laughs> That probably brought people in who, even if you don't, even if you were like not a fan before, you go in there at the right time and you get something good for the right deal. You see something like, damn, I like this hat, I like these pants. Now you're now you're sold. Right. Now you're gonna come back to get another hat, pair of pants. Right, you? right. Because it doesn't matter what they say to get you in the door. Once you're in the door, it's a different atmosphere. It's, mm-hmm. it's a different environment. Because even if I, <clears throat> even if I don't need anything, um, if I go to GameStop and I don't need shit, I got yeah. I got all the games I want. I'm going if I go in there, I'm gonna see something like, damn, I yeah. remember, damn, I, I remember. Here, I, I came knew. here for a PlayStation Plus pass, a mm-hmm. car, or whatever. I'm leaving with this, an extra controller in a game. Right. Not because I necessarily needed it, because when I, once I'm in there, I didn't chop it up with my man. who, oh man, I ain't been here in a couple weeks, which y'all got new, just right. out of curiosity. Mm-hmm. And that's how we worked that game stuff. That's how we sold you on shit. Right, right. So, now, get this reserved, because exactly. you know it's gonna be good. Mortal Kombat about to come, bro. You ain't, you ain't, you ain't, it's pre owned. Oh, no, shit. you ain't got the card? Come oh, on, we can do that. Right. It's damn near free. We was calling it that shit. Yeah, sir. And you had to learn that. Exactly. The thing that, like, going back to the whole black owned thing, um, not just the advertisement, but um, why is it that we always expect free shit from our brothers and sisters? Right. Like Instead we don't of supporting them. Right. We don't understand that um, taking product from somewhere free damages the business. Yeah. It's not like we have our own business and we're pouring into them yeah. so that they're giving free shit as a free trade, yeah. so that we can build that that alliance, that conglomerate, you know, that mindset of. That I'm connected with you so that we can both rise together, which we also don't have as a people. Um, we're all, we're always competing and, and trying to be better than instead of better together. And that's not something that's really promoted and fostered in the community. Um, the thing is, when I whenever I go to a black-owned anything, I always pay full price and I give a tip if necessary. Because I tip them on their service and their professionalism. Um, I've had previous... Uh, girlfriends and, and, and friends asked me like yo the service here was terrible why did you give them a tip right. I'm like because that's their livelihood for one 
Now, how much I tip depends on how they work. Right. I always do at least 18%. 18%. I always do at least 18%. If they do a, a great job, then I'll try and either double that or do as much as I can at the time. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, the, the thing is, I try to take care of who takes care of me. And it's something that we don't really have mentality-wise for a lot of our people. Man, you know, what is it, What is that spot? There's a spot, um, God, I can't remember where it's at exactly. I think it's called Coffee Makes You Black. Mm-hmm. Man, me and my sister went it's there. Not working. Me and my sister went there about, um, two, about two years ago. <laughs> um, I, I haven't been back in two years, and I, I'm so mad at myself because I love their food. We went there, man, one time. Just the just the vibe, just the atmosphere of that place. It was super professional, great food, like, and I just felt like I felt ashamed when I was in there. And let me tell you why. Mm. I For felt sure. bad because I felt like I hadn't done this enough. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I felt like I hadn't. I felt like at that moment I realized that I had stayed away from black business. Mm. As a because black of the man. stigma. Because of the stigma. Yeah, man. Mm. Yeah. And, and I try. And I try not. It, Anytime now that I can, mm-hmm. if you know, if you got good product, I'm not, I'm not trying to give you money because you're black. But if you have a product, that, I'm sorry. If you no, have a product, that, if you have a product that I want though, and yeah. I can get it from you as opposed to no offense, Cody, a white person, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go and try to get it from you. If you can give me something better than what they can give me, I'm gonna go. Not because white businesses don't need support and help too, but mm-hmm. I just feel like black business might need it a little bit more right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, well, it's we, can't we look at it as a business itself instead of? Yeah, no. I mean, I yes. mean, what if there's a very successful black business and they're doing well? They're huge. They're making hundreds of millions of dollars a year. And I'm trying to start my own business, and you're like, well, they're black though, so I'm gonna, you know. Of course, I buy from you, Cody. But no, no if that was if that if the tables were turned and it's your conglomerate, I'm gonna if if the person at the bottom can give me the best product. Regardless of who owns it, I'm going to go with that person at the bottom because you're going to need more money from me than anybody else. And, and I'm going to keep you afloat. Exactly. Now, as best I can. because we're in America, realistically, there aren't, really, there aren't really any black businesses that are making hundreds of millions, except for maybe Tyler Perry or Oprah. Rock or Nation. Jay, or something that Jay-Z owns. This is about five. I need about five to, five to ten. Jack, Jack in the Box, Texas. So... Wait, is Jack about, wait, is Jack and Dan? No, it? there's a Jack song yeah. that text. <laughs> Going a little further than that. <laughs> That's what she um, said. There's a there's a place. <laughs> I think it's I believe it's Black on Mikasa Sukasa. Great raps. They got great uh, vegan um, um, choices. Um, they really do good work, and I've seen them cater for a couple of different uh, events. So I really am familiar with them. Right. Uh, whenever I decide to you know, order from work or whatever, if I can, I always try to, to you know incorporate them. You know, not all the time, but at least you know I say fifty percent of the time that yeah. I order something. Yeah. Um, it's just a conscious effort to <clears throat> support small businesses, especially black businesses, because. You know, they're my people. But I also promote professionalism yeah. and I promote um, high expectations for them because I want them to succeed. Wow. Not because I don't, you know, I don't think they'll meet them, but because I know they, they'll meet them and I know they'll succeed because they're my people. Yeah. So that's one of the things that I really want to get across for um, people in general, but especially my people, my black people. Um, the other thing about that is... Um, what always comes up is, okay, then what is black? <laughs> because 
we seem to demonize a lot of things regarding the culture, regarding the people, um, because of this expectation or this uh, prejudice we have with our own people. Um, and it's, it's, it's sad because it's gotten to the point where you walk down the street, you see two black cats more or less stare each other down than to say what's up. You know, they give you the nod out of aggression yeah. and not out of like, yo, you my brother. Hey, how you doing? You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's crazy how... That guy sure has a lot of brothers. Home, <laughs> how homophobic black men are. To where we came like, yo, that's For a dope-ass sure. shirt. You know, I like can hear it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, really just being um, authentic in their care and love for one each other without it being sexual. And that's just the weirdest fucking thing to me. Um, I was at work um, a couple of days ago, and this cat who has the dreads I aspire to have um, was walking in. He had this dope-ass shirt on. I'm like, yo, that dope, that shirt flies much. You know what I'm saying? Right. What, what color is that, coral? And he was like, yo... You know what I'm saying? Right, that's, right, yeah, yeah. That's crazy as much. It's actually salmon, but da, da, da. <laughs> and we had a whole conversation about uh, where he shops. I'm like, and, yo, there's a difference. Like, his style <laughs> and stuff like that. But the thing that caught caught him off guard was that I called it a color besides pink. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he's like, no, nah, but that was a good guess. You know what I'm saying? Right, Most yeah. people were like, yo, that's pink, da, 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 da. And we talked about shirt quality and things of that nature, and it was just a genuine bonding moment. Yeah. And... It was like, nobody was like, oh, this nigga gay looking at my shirt. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right, it right. was none of that super over-aggressive machismo right. because yep, yep. there was no need for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if I can't come to you as a brother and be like, yo, dog, you looking fire. Or, yo, let me fix your collar. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. um, they always talk about how, you know, women have to um, adjust the crown of another woman without making her look bad, without making it look obvious and stuff like that. But it seems like we as kings can't do that. Definitely can't. Definitely can't. Um... I feel like that's and not to not to I'm not saying it's like toot my own horn. Or that's one of the things that I find refreshing about myself. When I rock with you, you gonna know you got like, hey, hey, bro, you looking fly? That hey, my nigga, you hey, you did that, bro. You, I'm always gonna turn up. For my, I'm always gonna turn up and let you know you're, you know, you are better than the next. Like my niggas are better than the next thing. You know what I'm saying? Like no matter what you do, you're the greatest at what you do. <laughs> right. And that's just that's just it. And I feel like um, you know, when it comes to uh, black men, we there, there tends to be a, like a like a, a stigma mm. in doing that. You can't give too much nigga the, the, too much credit. Like, but why though? Right. You know what I'm saying? So. And I think it's like it's really a a, a self reflective thing. Like, look, you you can't catch gay. <laughs> like, it's not it's not a, it's not it's a cold. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not a cold. It's not a virus. It's not a disease. It's a lifestyle choice. So if that's what you want to be, if you say if you feel like you're not okay. free enough to be who you want to be, then there's something that needs to change inside of you um, to give you the confidence that you 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 should just well you should have and you deserve. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I don't speak against nobody's lifestyle. Um, even with me being Christian, I don't speak against nobody's lifestyle. Um, even the Bible gives us free will and free choice. Now, there's consequences for each choice we make, so that's something we have to deal with. But the Bible says, choose what you want to do. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Either you're going to serve or you're not. Plain and simple. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. But don't expect certain things because of the choice that you make. Right. Now, that's enough for that preaching, but I say <laughs> that to say... that conscious rap. Right. <laughs> I say this to say this. Um, choose what you want to do how you want to be, 
the lifestyle that you want to portray and be happy in that. Because a lot of people choose something and they're so miserable. And I've never understood that. Like, why would you make yourself miserable? Yep. Coming from a place of being depressed and feeling at times like I'm the only person on earth, there was still never a point in my life, well, I, I, want, I want to be like this because... You know, I just want to be, you know, I, I, I was it's miserable. Like, I was miserable. You know what I'm like saying? It's like people that do nothing but complain about their job. I'm always like, stop complaining. It's annoying. Like, if you don't like it, you can't complain. You got to do something about it. Change it. Find what you like to do. Like, what, you apply for that. Get, you know, go right, to school. Right, right, right. My pops gave me the best advice about the relationships and anything that could be like a relationship, whether it's a work relationship, a relationship with your job, whatever, um, friendship. Um, if you're going to complain, then either leave or change. Yes. Otherwise, shut up. Exactly. Because you're not not going to do anything if you're just going to stay there and complain. Um, I feel like people vent to people who don't care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you de- definitely. That's the and that's another shitty thing about having it's shitty friends like and shitty people in your corner because. I should be able to come to y'all and be like, man, I'm depressed. And we should be talking this through. Mm-hmm. Figuring out why. Mm-hmm. If you tell me I don't feel right, I'm going to put you to the side and I'm going to say, well, what's going on? Why aren't you feeling Why are you feeling this way? Russell, what's the issue, bro? Because you can talk to me. Right. Even if you don't talk to nobody else, you can come and talk to me because I'm not going to speak on that to nobody else. When right. We, when we discuss what we discuss. Right. When we, we discuss here. what we discuss. So if you're, I don't want you depressed. I don't right. want you feeling down. I don't want you feeling like the world is against you or feeling like shit's on your shoulders. If you need to get that shit off, you need to come and talk to me and, right. and vice versa. I feel like if I need to get some shit off, I'm going to come and talk to y'all like, damn, Russ, this so this shit going yeah. on, bro. And I know you know about this so I can talk to you about it. Or, Cody, this shit really bugging me, you know, this shit and mm-hmm. I just want a new job. I'm going to talk to you about that because right. I know you've been, you know, you've been there. Yeah. These, are, these, these are things that I can talk to you and, and certain things I talk to TS about. Right. And I think that that's important that you, you build up your foundation to be strong, mm-hmm. you know, you people, and that's the thing is, we throw around, we throw around the term friend and brother, and and I've been there too because I'm such a loving person. I've thrown around that yeah. friend title a lot, and it, it took me throughout my 20s to figure out like I just got good energy, and I need people around me who also have great energy mm-hmm. because everybody don't deserve my energy. You right, know what I'm saying, and and to that end, um, one thing I had to come to terms with myself is holding a people accountable for the titles they impose. Mm-hmm. So if you say you're my friend, then this is what I expect. Right. And yeah. I have to hold you accountable for that. So when you're not doing friendship, yo, this ain't what friends do. Yeah. So I need you to really come back to where you are. Right. Like exactly. Even if you're not feeling like your best, let's talk about it. Let's get it out in the air. Let's figure it out. Because once you get it out of yourself, it's easier to deal with. Right, exactly. Exactly. If you are my friend and you aren't your best, please come to me mm-hmm. because I'm going to feel that drop in energy. I'm going to feel that decrease in French, you know, the, the, the mm-hmm. friendship that you're giving me. Yeah. Whether it's your fault or not. It could be my fault. Right. You got to tell me, though. If right. I'm doing something that's going to damage the friendship, you need to tell me. You need to be like, hey, nigga, you was, you was on bullshit the last two weeks. Right. <laughs> 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 No, but seriously, like, if we're friends, we got to come to each other like, yo, that shit wasn't cool. Right. That Like, when you you didn't come, you didn't show up for me this day or whatever, mm-hmm. that shit wasn't cool. When I need you, you didn't fall through when I needed you, that yeah. wasn't cool. We got to 
if it really hurt us, right? We got to stand on that. Or tell me why. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. I expect you to be here. Why was you know, if this was happening? Okay, well, let's talk about that too. Because right. we need to figure out what's going on right, and right. make sure it don't happen Maturely exactly. hash it out. Because yeah. you can't, like, hold bottle it in. And then you're just going to complain not to that person. And then it's not going to, because that doesn't change anything. Right. Like, T.S., you a bitch for going fishing instead of, no, it's mine. Right. Exactly. <laughs> no, no, we're not, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you ain't catch 10. It's like one worm for you, one worm for me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he talks to the fish too much. Like, He's like, let go, let go, we're sharing, let go. <laughs> you guys can put one end on the fish's and the fish's mouth, the other end on him. He's like, the, the, uh, <laughs> That's how you lady in the tramp. Right, right, with the fish. Oh, yes, I saw. No, but like that whole like complaint thing too, like I, uh, or whining, I don't know. What you want to classify it as? Um, so when Junior, he's like struggling or whining about like, I can't put my shoes in. I'm like, hey, stand up. I'm like, I always tell you, you got two choices. What can you do? He's like, try again. I'm like, yeah. And what's the other thing? Ask for help. Okay. So you can either try again or ask for help. But whining's not going to put your shoes on. Right. Cody's such a good dad, y'all. <laughs> like, a, I, like, a little I bit God, louder now. Cody, <laughs> Cody's such a good dad, y'all. <laughs> but listen, I feel like when Cody talks about his stepfatherness, I swear to God I'm taking notes. I swear to God, always I'm like, Okay. Yes. What else did you say when he said that? Yeah, yeah. When he would not eat his noodles, you said, uh-huh. Okay, got it. <laughs> when you came over, Cody, look, a pee. I'm like, yeah, for Pacers. Or for eat your food. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he did say this. This was the thing that was said. But, no, no. So, I don't know. I just feel like, um, like you said, why make yourself miserable? And making yourself miserable, part of not making yourself miserable is not having people around that are going to contribute to your misery. Yeah. So. Yeah. Stop um, investing in these yeah. boxes that people are trying to confine you to, or that you're putting yourself in. Yeah, um, as a human being, we're not designed to be in a box. We're designed to be unique yeah. creatures. Um, that's the best thing about being hum- humanity: having a conscience. Going back to conscious trap, having uh, a soul, having a style that changes. Who knows? From minute to minute, from second to second, from day to day, to from year to year. Yeah. We're constantly growing. We're constantly evolving. We're constantly finding things about about ourselves that we did not know or that people had to draw out of us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, the thing, I like, and I like to call it box theory or box therapy. Okay. Um, because the box theory is that um, there is a specific box that we're supposed to be in based on how we look, where we live, yeah. what we make, how we speak. Um, race, nationality, all that. And then there's box therapy where society and other forces are conditioning us to fit in a specific box. Right. So That's, that's funny that you say that. Before you break that down, I was looking at something a couple weeks ago and which it said... Porn. People, people, yes. Oh, no, that was this morning. I was looking at something a couple weeks ago, though, that said this. People ask you what you do for a living to decide... How they need to treat you. Yep, how they respect yes. you. Yep, how they respect you. That was it. That was it. People people ask you what you do for a living to decide how they want to respect you. Because think about it though. When a mother like when a mother would say he a doctor, and I feel like I'm we all guilty of this. I'm I've tried to move away from this the last five, six years of my life because my whole my whole thing the last five what six years. What I do like, does not people. define me. Like mm-hmm. my, my last my last shit like the last like six years of my life has been fuck you. We're all just humans. You can make a hundred million. You can make a hundred thousand. You can make forty thousand a year. You still a human. 
and I'll punch shit out you if you disrespect me. <laughs> You're not better than me. It's, it's nothing like none, like none of that. None of that. None of that matters to me. So, why is it that a, if you tell them, if a nigga say come to you right now and says I'm a doctor and I want to see I want to listen to you guys make your podcast, I just want to watch it. I bet you. Maybe. I feel like we're, we're we're different. We're a different group of people, so we might be like fuck you, Mister Doctor. <laughs> but also, I feel like. We're gonna change up a little bit. I feel like she's gonna be different because we're gonna be talking more articulate. You know what I'm saying? But I think even because um, I'd be like the reason cardiology is so bad. Well, exactly. (laughs) Humans die. (laughs) This nigga ain't even a physician. He a doctor. You know what I'm saying? But the the thing is, like that could (laughs) that could go across. He's a doctor of English and shit. (laughs) But I'm saying you can get your doctorate in a whole bunch of bullshit. You doctor of leisure studies, like. The fuck you doctorate laying around. Like, right. fuck, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not, not that it takes away from the work you did to get that degree or whatever, but that holds no weight over whatever the fuck I'm dealing with. Unless I'm sick and I'm like, yo, was you a doctor of medicine? Right. You're you, you used to the doctor to me. Exactly. So, Dr. Pepper? Right. <laughs> Dr. Pepper? <laughs> Dr. Pepper. Black Pepper. Uh, <laughs> but I understand that. And um, it was funny because there was a, a couple things that said, like, as women, because they asked you, um, what you do for a living to determine if you're caretaker worthy, uh, if you can take care of the children that I want to have, and the, if the, the things, things that I want. That their shallow minds need to get out their ass is that just because I'm doing this right now doesn't mean this is what I'm doing for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't mean this is my entire wage. Mm-hmm. To no. you don't see that I'm trying to strive and right. progress. And, and this grow. could just be a skill that I'm trying to develop so that it can help something else that I want to do. Right. Or you don't know what I just went through right. that I had to land here, but it's a stepping stone. Right. 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 And it's 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 crazy because um, the things that we um, in this group they were talking about the first things you see or you notice on a person. Um, and for women, uh, there were a bunch of different things about, and, but the first thing that always came up was height. It was always height. And I've seen so many videos kind of killing that mindset for women because it's like, okay, how tall does a man have to be in order to date you? And they'd be like, well, you have to be at least this tall, da, 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 da. And they all have specific height preferences. And there was, and then the, the, the person who was interviewing them was like, okay. So let's say you get somebody that height and he asks you how much you weigh. Would you be offended? And they was like, yeah, because I said da, 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 da. But you just classified another human being yes. by how close to the sun they are. Like, that is the dumbest shit ever to qualify somebody to be able to talk to you. And also, you get a tall, dark, handsome guy who's an ass and will beat you or right. something like that. But then you get, there's, not midget, but we'll say Floyd Mather, you know what. <laughs> and, and, and he's a too well and he provides you something, you know. Right. He can't read. I don't know. Well, <laughs> he can't read. I don't know. He won't be able to have the kids with homework, but that's whatever. He runs right. away from Manny but Because that's the first thing, you, you know, you, you're classifying people into these little boxes that they need to fit in in order to fit who you are, and it it, it reeks I, of insecurity. Uh-huh. Honestly, uh-huh. I forget what movie it is. It might have been um, Goodwill Hunting. If it's not, I'm sorry. But where it was like, if it is that movie, Robin Williams says to Matt Damon, like, okay, well, tell me, tell me, but like, who are you? Mm-hmm. Like, well, I'm from Philly. No, who? That's where you're from. Who right. are you? Well, right. I'm a I'm a janitor. No, who that's are? You and then yeah. he talks about like at the end of the movie, like, oh, I realize what he's talking about. And, this is what I, I am. This is what I want to be. This is, you know, the struggle I'm dealing with. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, it's always like, the, I feel like the first cliche go-to question when someone meets someone new, when mm-hmm. they interact, oh, hi, I'm so-and-so, oh, nice to meet you, so what do you do? It's like, right. And, right. and I get, sometimes it's like, oh, let's build common ground, like, talk, we can talk about our occupations, but right. at the same time, it shouldn't be judging what they do based off of who they are. Right, right. Um, what I've learned from different um, different therapists and different pickup artists, I watch a lot of shit on YouTube, um, <laughs> the random things I come across is that the conversation is moving away from, so what do you do, uh, all these interview type questions, to um, personal, relatable experiences and sharing that with other people. So like, um, you meet somebody, you know, hey, da, 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 what's your name, da 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 and you go through the the usual information like how old are you and stuff like that if you want to go there but the thing that comes like you know well i was born such and such such and such and i grew up did this what about you you know what i'm saying so you make it relatable to where it's like this is who i am this is where my background is what about you how is this connection going to work yeah and and i like to like when we all did like our first we started the pod and like okay i knew McCoy, obviously, I met yes like one or two times before that or something, and then like it's never and then like I think that was the first time I met no second time, second second time but uh it was I don't know when it was it was weeks after we started the pod that I realized that we all were like oh you're how old like we thought we were all <laughs> not in that sense but then and then it was like week after, weeks after that that uh i think i don't know about them but i found out like what you did mm-hmm. for, for, so it's like it that shouldn't matter about right. who a person is it should naturally come up it's like it should be something learn the person this first. is on my list to know about right. you <laughs> it's not yeah uh sex eye color occupation you know <laughs> right because that's mainly what a lot of dates are. They're a job application. Yeah. You're interviewing for a position. and Oh, that's interesting. Reads checklist in head. like <laughs> Right. And it's and instead of making a connection, you're left with um, a sort of, if we can put it into floral terms, a plant that has no roots and that will die soon after because it has no, no way to grow, no way to um, for the nutrients and the watering to strengthening it because it doesn't dig deep enough in order to have a good foundation. Mama Recor was sharing some things to me recently. Um, like, you gotta remember, a tree will lose all of its leaves and it knows that a better time will come. Mm-hmm. Okay, kind of yeah. yeah. That the season doesn't determine how the tree survive or how the tree continues. Right. And, and there's something else too about like you see the tree and how it looks but you don't see underneath the ground mm-hmm. and there's so many roots and growing. The whole iceberg thing. Yeah. Like, like you only that. see yeah, the yeah, surface yeah. Of, of people's success or what they're going through but you don't see what it took or you don't see what's actually going on underneath the surface because you, you don't have that deep connection. Um, the other thing that I was going to say regarding that because um, I started this kind of like what is black? What do we classify as black? Um, the void of all. <laughs> well, it's actually, you know, well, we'll go into that some other time. But um, the other thing that, that caught me, um, I guess caught me off guard and, and, and caught my attention was, what is the personality of black? Or what is, um, what persona do we attribute to black? Like when you close your eyes and you think black, like, who do you see? You know what I mean? And 
why is it that you see that person? Is it from experience? Is it from what the media tells you? This should be black. Um, is it because of I hope the it's resources not gay, but I thought of Idris Elba. <laughs> or is it because of who you deal with on a regular basis? That's what defines your um, the black persona to you. And it really got me thinking, like, you know, what what do I classify as black? Because there are some times that I don't want, I won't, I won't go to certain places because, man, it's gonna be a lot of niggas there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, it's just that. Uh, That's hard. You know what? Damn. That's horrible because I've definitely been there where I'm like, I'm not going here mm-hmm. because the population of niggas that's about to be here is gonna be too large for me to digest, and I just don't, I don't want to be part of this right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I hate that, and I. But every time I think like that, I get mad at myself. Mm-hmm. Like I damn near want to hit myself. I'm like, well, why would you say that? Not so, to say, and, and 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 I'm one of the I'm one of the main niggas that you'll find that can that can fuck with everybody. Like hood niggas really fuck. Like, there's a lot of hood niggas that really fuck with me. There's a lot of niggas from the suburbs that fuck with me. When I have when I have had parties in the past mm-hmm. over the last decade, when I've had parties, if the White niggas, all drink. two of them. <laughs> no, about about four. Oh, about four. We're coming up. Or, no. <laughs> so be white niggas. Green the training. No, okay. <laughs> be white niggas. He's like he just started, with. but he's he's really improving the training. <laughs> he just started. <laughs> It'll be white niggas. Hugged it with my hood ass brother. Shout out. First of all, wait a minute. Shout out YD. He got out. On Tuesday, my little brother been oh. uh, locked up for a minute. Hey, what's up? That's what's up. Yeah, now, I forgot to mention. I forgot to mention this podcast too right now. Wrong geek. My nigga home. That's what's up. That's what's we gonna talk about that later. But listen, I gotta meet him. It'll be you definitely do all y'all do. I was, I was gonna bring him to the pod, but we ended up doing it at your house. So I was like, you know what, man? Because he, he was gonna have the, the boys with him and shit. So, anywho. <laughs> I've had parties where I have a bunch of white niggas. Our neighbors would be outside with their papers. Like, what is going on here? Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. A lot of black people going into this house. Are they I drugs? think the neighbors think so. No, uh, what? <laughs> no, but it'd be a lot of uh, white niggas, like, hugging with my hood-ass friends, drinking beer and shit like that. Like, I'm, so I just feel like I get mad at myself when I'm like, I'm not going because it's going to be super hood. Because why not? Because I'm that nigga that's going to just gonna bounce between both and, and find my way back to one. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've always been too... Too white for the black people, too black for the white people. Mm-hmm. So either fucking way, okay, Donald Glover, y'all <laughs> niggas, somebody. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Last week, Thursday at work, they said I, they said I have Charles Gambino's voice. What I realized is they meant that I was a black nigga that was articulate. You niggas do not think I sound like Charles Gambino. I fucking hate y'all, bitches. I hate you. Wait, 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 wait. In interviews, he, he talks like this, and he's like, you know. Blah, blah, blah. He doesn't go like this. Right. The, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I swear to God, it worked. No, he got he got volume in his in his in the comedy specials, but it went right. Listen, so yeah. I, well, that's a whole other. Uh, there's so much shit that I've been going to talk about my podcast that I can't because it's not it's not it's not conducive to us getting through the podcast. But so, they, they called me Charles Gambino at work last Thursday, bro. Listen, listen, those people. Who, listen, what do you listen, mean, you people. Since 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 we've been this, uh, oh, oh god, oh god, somebody, you too. somebody, <laughs> I had my do rag on. <laughs> And my hat on over this this hairstyle I have now. Good. And no, I was at the store. What did Kyle say? No, it was, <laughs> it was this chick. It was this chick. She was like, oh my God, uh, uh, what's your name? And I was like, such and she was like, oh, I thought you was Carlos Miller. I'm like, well, uh, 
You're not somebody he would fuck, so. And Whoa, wait a minute. She thought you were from Wilding Out? Yeah. What? what the fuck? I'm like, I have no idea. Like, but I was That's like, a real stretch, no pun intended. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> right. I don't look like, dude. I'm like, the fuck? Whoa, Carlos so, yeah. Miller? Hmm. What the fuck, dog? Was like, he white? No. That's oh, what... nah, bitch. Come on. We all don't look like it. You know this because you're one of us. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. No, so, yeah. I'm going to say you look like Tanisha Arnold with your black ass. Like, what are you talking about? What you guys were just talking about, though, um, there, there's a patient that came into the uh, uh, place of... There's a, cu- a customer. Uh, so, I was at work. <laughs> Come but, on, doctor, get your shit together. Right, exactly. So, no, but she's like, while she's waiting, she's like, because uh, she's black, and she's like, she's a small talker, as we talk all the time, and when she comes in, she's like, and I don't mean to be, because uh, I was calling insurance, and she's like, um, yeah, it's like, I had people cleaning my house, and they came in, and they were like Mexican, which, and all speaking like Spanish and stuff like that, and I don't mean to be racist, because, you know, I'm not, because I'm black, and I'm like, well, and she didn't, right. she didn't catch on to that. I said that really loud. Well, I was waiting for her to, well, what, like. Well, black people can be very racist. Right. Had some point. Right. Right. <laughs> you said right. S-P-I-C-K-S. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, she said spick? Or that. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> oh, we're not political. We're not. We're not. Uh, we're not. Well, yeah. I'm not going to say it. Oh, I'm not going to say, say the N-word, so I'm not. I'm not oh, I got it. Yeah. So, not... so he was at work and the bitch said spick. That's racist bitch. You said spick. Right. How dare you say spick, bitch? I'm going to call him wetback, you, right, you fucking <laughs> cunt. Hunky. Like, no. <laughs> You black hunky. Hey, that's my word. No. <laughs> right, I'm sorry. Black you can't say black, that. Man, that's the name of the episode. Black that's hunkies. word. <laughs> black hunkies. Wait, wait, that's the name of the episode. <laughs> but, but, slow roll. To get back to where we was, where we, we definitely were, going somewhere with this. Um, Disney. Talking about what the personality that, is Disney. regarding black. And, um, I have to say this, um, much to my own, um, uh, disdain and, and shame. It took a lot for me to go to Sherman Phoenix to go check out the place because but you've been talking about them forever, though. Right, but prior to that, I was like, uh, "Is it gonna be another Capricorn? Is it gonna be another Northridge? Right, is yeah. it gonna be another Grand?" Before they came and gentrified every fucking thing, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, the thing about it is, I went in there and I saw the different um, different booths and the different stores and everything like that, and it was so much black excellence in that place. That I was like, this is what it's supposed to fucking be for us. This is how dope it's supposed to be to where people come in, they enjoy each other. There's a genuine sense, an authentic sense of camaraderie, of fellowship. Is this like one building that can like house multiple different black-owned business? A mall? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's a mall, my dude. <laughs> Come on, my dog. It's a mall, my dog. Come on, my doge. It's a fucking mall, my doge. <laughs> a mall. M A L L. Because they got the mall. <laughs> this is all in there, yo. So, what else does Mayfair have to offer? <laughs> so, Sherman Phoenix. Is a dope place, yo. Like from the food, educate from, <laughs> from from everything. Like I was really, really, really proud. Not even surprised. Like I wasn't surprised because this is what I this expect. This was the moment he knew he fucked up. This is <laughs> this was what I expected, and they did not disappoint 
they ex- exceeded my expectations, and it's such a dope, dope place. You know what I'm saying? They really revitalized that whole building, and you know I recommend people go down there just like I recommend people go and shop at the different places, and you know invest in your small businesses. The main thing I want to say is that stereotypes, prejudices play a part in order to keep us safe, but they may not be the authentic and the genuine outlook and perspective we should have for certain things. A small minority does not define the majority, and we have to get our head out of our asses in order to see that and participate in real life shit. Yes. And on that note... <clears throat> wow. Russell hates oh, shit we did that right exactly. <laughs> fucked up story of the week uh-huh. Cody doesn't know what malls are <laughs> so it's like a house with like a bunch of books but no one lives there that's a library you dumbass <laughs> oh my god you said a mall <laughs> I'm like no I said wait shit that's what a mall fuck <laughs> a mall yes <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Because they have, have all the sitcom, though. They have them all. Because <laughs> the... <laughs> how I explained it, too, when I was trying to get... like, So it's like a place with a bunch of... It's like a building with a whole bunch of other stores and stuff. Inside of it? Huh? Yeah, it's a mall. <laughs> oh, that's what those are. I think I've been... I read about those. Oh, <laughs> I've seen those on the tweets. All right, <laughs> It's the snap. <laughs> okay, it's loading up right now. Holy shit, that was funny, dude. A mall? Oh, wait. Yes, it is a mall. Because they have them all. Like. I forgot to put it on the group chat. But... You never heard that before? <laughs> I never heard that either. No, but apparently no. I never heard of a mall. <laughs> they have them all. <laughs> Gotta catch them all. <laughs> My favorite McCoy quote is Dog, they said and then just repeating whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely a thing I do. Second favorite quote. I swear to God I got it if there's a God. Oh my god. Oh god if there's a God. When did I say this, dude? I don't know, man. It was like episode nineteen, I'm guessing. Charles, where are we here? Right. He's like looking at well in the index. Why Charles not white? What am I talking? <laughs> well, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Chuck. Um, no, I, I forgot to put this in the group chat. <laughs> this reminded me of TS. It says because it's like what you talked about before. It's a, um, powerful with words or whatever you said. Mm-hmm. You know, I was listening anyway. <laughs> but no, it says demo. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll censor it because I can't say it. A guy with a book is more dangerous than a guy with a gun. And then it's got Goku Plex and how I how I be stated at parties though I got that Dr. Seuss on me. On <laughs> 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 a TS. Yeah. That's definitely TS shit. Okay, speaking of the shit TS thing. Fucked up story of the week! <laughs> Featuring Chinka. So let me ask you guys. Uh oh. What old is too old for sex? <sighs> no. That's not it. No. Three. What old is too old for a gangbang? Oh, that is different. Um, wait, uh, an orgy when or they, a game bang? An or, a game bang. This a is gang a game bang. Yeah. A game bang where they, I say when the elasticity is run out. I say no, <laughs> no, no game bang. What oh. is your definition of game bang? 
It uh, might be different than mine. Well, you'll see in a minute. Go right, ahead. Exactly. Them all. <laughs> Pretty much. Goddamn, you got them got all. Goddamn, my dog. Five elderly men and an 85-year-old woman oh! are, are arrested for having public sex in a Connecticut woodland after cops catch the... Amorius? <laughs> Singers during a crackdown on the popular hookup spot. He Floyd Mayweather. A M A M O R O U S. I don't know what that word is. M A O R O U S. Yeah. Amorous. Yeah, amorous. Amorous. Wow. Yeah, we got this. I went to one of those places where it's like a house, but no one lives there, but there's books there. Okay. <laughs> amorous. Wow. Yeah. Alright. Uh, amor- amorous love. Amorous is. When the moon hits your eye. Got it. So that's, like what this, that lady. that's what the story of the week is about that. That mean fucking that word. Anywho. Right. So yes. Word. So yes. Six elderly Connecticut residents have been arrested for allegedly having sex in a public conservation area. A married couple aged in their eighties were among those who were reportedly busted in the throes of passion. Busted. <laughs> Them all. All six have been charged with the breach of peace. While two of the men who have, wrote this shit, who wrote this shit, they two, are hilarious. While two of the men have additionally been charged with public indecency, the arrest come after How police set up extra surveillance in the area. Like it's happened after before. Earlier complaints of lewd and sexual activity they're, taking place in the woodland. They're like, I can't believe they still they still haven't caught us yet. Let's keep going. Dog. Wow. So five guys and one eighty-three-year-old lady. So, you have your 85-year-old wife and you just let niggas fuck on your bitch. Who said she was married? Did it she? says it's a married couple. A married couple aged in their 80s were among those who were reportedly busting uh, in the girl's passion. See, there's I'm, only one woman. She's married to somebody in that group of five, which means you letting the other four niggas have their turn with her. That's crazy. Wow. 85, 35, 25. That's crazy. 83. Oh. Ew. Wow. So that is the fucked up story of the week. Fun fact of the week. Thank did you, you know that elderly know. people have orgies and gangbangs? <laughs> and on that note, this has been Not Politically Correct. Episode 37. Without you? TS. I'm your boy, Real McCoy, aka Mr. What Do, aka Flash Guy. You know where I'm at? On Twitter at Kz. <laughs> and Instagram at Kz. And also uh, on Double Down. Snapchat at Real McCoy Rebel. Cody, a.k.a. Brody, a.k.a. Ghost, a.k.a. Nickname Nathaniel, a.k.a. Navajojo, a.k.a. Banjojo, cause CD record on everything. <laughs> it's Russ the Barman, a.k.a. Teddy Russ, a.k.a. Smooth Fingers, a.k.a. Gentleman R, a.k.a. Russ the Bus. And you can catch me on Snapchat and Say Twitter. <laughs> Snapchat and Twitter. At X-rated E C K Z underscore R A Y D E T and on I G at Candy Cupidity C A N D I D A C U P I D I T Y. We still wonder why he fucking named himself all that shit. But here's the thing. Well, back in '87, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, I explained it. John Wayne Gacy. Uh, so T S is not here. Um, fuck that nigga. He went fishing <laughs> and left us high and dry. We didn't need him, and I think this episode showed it that when he's here, things go worse. Yeah. So T S went to go. Supply his sushi restaurant and shit. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, and on that note, gang! <laughs>